Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Time now for the balloon party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes. Did you like that? It was really good. Six five seven eight zero. Did you like it? You like it? Six five seven eight zero. Air Comfort Service text line. My name is Timothy Michael McKern. The program is known as Balloon Party. What were you called yesterday? Little Harvard. Oh, that's right. I completely forgot about that. Yeah, I guess I'm Little Harvard now. I like that a lot. Despite going to a state school. Uh, don't distance yourself from your wealth. <laughs> Action Jackson, Tim McKernan with you for one hour. It's what they give us. It's like, okay, you can go on Real FM for an hour. Yeah, just don't break anything. Yes. You know, in middays, you know, we'll let you do morning drive yeah. on HD2. And that's what we do. Then I come down the hallway and we talk it over. And for the first time in, man, I don't know how long, the Blues are not the lead. Although right. the Blues are a topic on my itinerary, sure. not the lead. Mm-hmm. How does that make you feel, Jackson? Well, you know, times are that they are changing. And what does that mean right there? This, it was like a, that was like a folk song in 69. <laughs> no, well, you know, the season is concluded, and now it's uh, time to f- turn our focus to other parts of the sporting world. Such as? Oh, a little Cardinal baseball. Okay. You got, uh, we got the NBA Finals. There it is, there it is. You got golf news left and right. I mean, there's a lot going on right now in the sporting world, and I think it's time for us to turn our focus to uh, some other aspects while also keeping the Blues in our, uh, you know, in our purview. Uh, I, I will say this. I was watching some of the Avalanche and the uh, Oilers last night as the uh, Cardinals and uh, Padres would go to commercial breaks, or uh, you can watch about three minutes of NHL action in between Gallego's pitches, <laughs> and uh, and see a couple of goals while while he's getting the sign. Right. And uh, I don't know. I'm I'm curious what what the audience thinks on this, and maybe I'm in the minority on it. I'm not going to ask you because I know all of your attention is on Tatum and Curry. That's mm-hmm. where that's where you are. Mm-hmm. I am looking forward to the Rangers and Lightning more than I am this Big 12 offense style of hockey that we have in the Western Conference Final. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this will continue. I also think there's value on Colorado sweeping, yeah, um, which may or may yeah. not be a popular opinion. Uh, you only get plus 375, so it's not the greatest greatest payoff for something that is not mathematically likely or even really remotely likely. But nonetheless... I don't really care for it. I like, you know, I like a 2-1 or 3-2 kind of game. It was absurd last night. And I just think Colorado's got a talent advantage that you want to play that game? Fine, we'll play that game. We're going to we're gonna be successful with it. So fine, we'll play that game all day long. So I'm looking forward to watching it. I'll be pulling for Patty Maroon here uh, tonight. Absolutely. And uh, I didn't realize that the uh, Rangers have home ice. How about that? The Rangers have home ice against the Lightning. And uh, that gets underway tonight. Jackson's NBA Finals get underway tomorrow night. Cardinals get underway, but it's, I'm looking out the window, and it doesn't look like the yeah, conditions are optimal for Cardinal Day baseball. Storms throughout the— Is that what we got? I see it stopping in the mid-afternoon, but then resuming rather quickly in the early afternoon to late afternoon. And 
hanging out. So I think it's like the one day this week that's going to rain, which sucks. It's the one day. It's a day game. but There was a day game two days ago. Yeah. Well, in the in the coming days. <laughs> Pay no attention to that. Guys, I was not all that impressed with an 8-6 to six game. Yeah, that's where I am too. Now, Doug Vaughn, my co-host on TMA, he likes that kind of thing. Now, he yeah. likes an 11-10 baseball game. Sure. I love a pitcher's duel. Yeah, a chess match. I, I, that's what I like. I heard Dan McLaughlin and Brad Thompson talking about last night, whether or not they kind of miss, miss the pitcher hitting. And I, it's not that I miss seeing a pitcher go up there and flail away in three pitches. I miss the strategy involved right. in the pitcher's spot in the lineup. Right. But I also recognize that that is a position that is most likely not popular. So I understand. Sure. Same thing with, I would guess... More people are interested in an eight to six game than a two one game. I yeah. guess. Mm-hmm. I think that's a fair statement. But I don't know if more hockey fans are interested in an eight to six game than a two to one game. You see what I'm saying, Jackson? Well, no one knows hockey fans better than I. So. Oh, here we go. It's time for Mr. Hockey bringing his whole yeah I analysis think, back. I think people in general. I mean, the masses like offense more so than defense. But I hear what you're saying. You're not saying that it's like you know, your anti-offense, but more so kind of a battle, more less than like a rock fight in a sense. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, so the Cardinals win last night. Albert Pujols with the uh, winner, uh, Sack Fly, uh, and the Cardinals uh, have taken two in a row from a winning team, a legitimately good team. Yeah, here we Not are. Not one of the FCS teams. <laughs> right. They have won two in a row, and they will have an opportunity for the sweep if indeed they play. The weather certainly is... According to my phone, uh, I got thunderstorms now through starting in the 10 o'clock hour through 2 p.m. So I would imagine uh, they'll try to get this thing in, but there are storms later in the afternoon, early evening as well. Boy, you get that and you split with the Brewers. That's not bad. Milwaukee lost last night, by the way, so the Cardinals are three back. I'm, I'm curious on this. Uh, also, I kind of like to gauge the audience now that we're resetting with the blue season coming to a conclusion your level of interest in the Cardinals at this moment, at this, at this moment. Because what I what I find for myself as a St. Louis sports fan is assuming the Blues, and usually it's got to go past the first round. So in a year where they get to the second round, because now you've had a month plus worth of the intensity of usually every other night or perhaps a, a weekend day game of playoff hockey, and then you flip over and it's like, oh, there's, it's like we were going 120 miles an hour and now we're going 15 miles an hour. And right. there is an adjustment there. As the summer picks up with discussions of potential trades that inevitably will turn into older people who used to pitch for the formerly known Cleveland Indians, uh, that, you know, then the quote unquote pennant race with the other team that's competing this year in the National League Central, then the interest can pick up. But I'm just curious at this at this moment where people are. Now I was I'm interested because they're playing a good team, and right. you have Snell against Wainwright last night, and Wainwright's is dealing, uh, and that gets me. I was watching that. I enjoyed that. That's my kind of game. Like I was saying, I like a pitcher's duel. Got a pitcher's duel. Sucks that Wainwright didn't get the win, but you know it was a great game. Um, but I'm curious where people are on that. Assuming I'm operating on the premise, this, is, this has to be the contingency for the question, assuming that one was heavily invested emotionally into the Blues. Because if you weren't really into the Blues, then, it, then nothing changed. But if you were all in on the Blues and you just had that 
end five days ago, then it's going to be a, a spot where you're going, man, it's tough to get worked up over a, a baseball game in May. Yeah. See what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, when yeah. every game and every play matters in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Yeah, it's, it's, you need like a, almost like a week or two adjustment period uh, to get back into baseball, just like ease yourself back in because, yeah, you're right. Once you go to the intensity of one, it's tough to kind of fall back into the laid-back nature of the other. Uh, I totally agree with you, Tim. That was not a playoff game. That was an NHL All-Star game score. Can't wait for Tampa Bay to beat Colorado in the finals. Thanks. That's from the 6-1-8. Yeah, I'm anxious to see what that would look like when Colorado has to go from this, you know, when you had a 9-6 game to open the Western Conference semis between Calgary and Edmonton. I just, for the life of me, I can't figure it out. And, I mean, listen, Predictionary, what's my record on Predictionary, Jackson? I know now I can officially count my Jack Flaherty won't throw a pitch by June 1st. I think it's 7-3. Boy, if I'm giving the people 70% on Predictionary, that's uh, I'm very pleased with that. I will take that. 6-3. Six, uh, six okay, 67%. So with that said, um, I just I, I think that there there would be legitimate value, but I mean to, to, to bet something that's plus three seventy five on on Colorado sweeping that I can't use that for predictionary. But oh no, seven and three because today's June first. Yes, and that, the Jack Flaherty. That's final. Yeah, seven and three. So it wouldn't be a fair predictionary thing, but if you're looking for something that's you know kind of a long shot play and you're basically getting four to one on your money, it would be the Avalanche sweeping the Oilers. I just I don't know. I think the Oilers are in another world as opposed to. Uh, the Colorado, and that's I think one of the things that might tilt some Blues fans. For those of you still in some semblance of mourning, that if you could have gotten past the Avalanche, really like your chance. I remember Joey Vitale was on with us. Mm-hmm. He said the thing is, if they can get past the Avalanche, they're going to the Stanley Cup Final. Yeah, it didn't matter if it was Calgary or Edmonton. And I just, you know, if I'm sure Colorado's like, oh, you want to play a, a fast, high-scoring game? Fine by us. Fine we're, we're in. Yeah. Here you go. Here we go. We'll start things off. Uh, Tim, I'm currently more boned about the Blues than I am about the Cardinals. That's from the 636. Will Pat Maroon step up and fight Ryan Reeves? I doubt it. Go Rangers. Wow. Anti-Patty Maroon text coming in. Really? Uh, Let's see. Uh, Cardinal interest very low. It's like the college football analogy you used yesterday. The FBS teams and the FCS teams. Right. Yeah. It's tough. You know, the nature of baseball isn't necessarily anything like hockey, football, or basketball. So you're kind of, this is what you get. And especially you combine that with a bunch of teams, especially on the Cardinals schedule, who aren't really trying. It kind of sucks. Uh, let me ask you something. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, again, I'm, I'm gauging the audience. I'm trying yeah. to gauge the audience. I know where, where things were here for the last month plus with the Blues in the playoffs. That's easy. I'm like, all right, I know everybody is on it. I was surprised that you didn't get as much backlash yesterday for wanting to talk about Jason Tatum. Now, you would probably want to talk about the NBA Finals anyway, even if a St. Louis kid wasn't in there. For sure. But that gave you uh, justification for it. I said this on TMA. I don't know what the 101 ESPN audience's appetite is for what's going on with the Saudi Arabia, Live Golf, Uh Dustin Johnson, Phil Mickelson thing is. Because cause it's a bigger thing than like, oh, you know, this guy's hitting driver 350 right. and he's topic. a good player. Yeah, it's a bigger topic than yeah. that. But I'm not going to discuss something if people don't have any interest in it. You sure. see what I'm saying? Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, it, to me, it's 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 got socioeconomic elements. It's got political elements. It's got potentially how sports has had challenging leagues in the past. None really have 
have survived going up against the big boys, and this, I think, could actually gain right. some steam. It might not out of the gate, but I think eventually it could. So I'm curious where people are on that with Dustin Johnson essentially leaving the PGA Tour uh, by going to play in this uh, Saudi-backed golf tournament and what I would imagine will be an announcement uh, coming up on Phil Mickelson doing the same thing. But I think they want to stagger their publicity. That's my that's my guess on it. Uh, in addition to that, of course, Jackson has his fun with arbitrary percentages and a fine question on uh, on the heels of the discussion about the lack of effort or willingness to win by a healthy portion of the Major League Baseball team's what are some steps the league can put forth to curtail these issues? We'll discuss that as well. We'll take our first commercial break. This is Balloon Party on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Welcome back. 101 ESPN, Tim McKernan with you for an hour. Then BK and Ferrario will bring the heat from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. And then Anthony Stalter, Jamie Rivers, Brad Thompson from 2 to 6 p.m. with the fast lane. Jackson, you have your fun with arbitrary percentages here. Yep. They always are really fun, too. Vladimir Tarasenko is a St. Louis Blue next season. Go. 30%. Uh, reading between the lines of Doug Armstrong's comments yesterday, uh-huh. I am going to say 10%. Okay. 10%. And I have a feeling that might catch some people off guard, but that was, I was listening to the press conference here on 101 ESPN yesterday, and then I heard uh, BK and Ferrario talking about it. And they, they picked up on what I picked up on, which is, uh, he said, I don't have any concern about Vladimir Tarasenko in twenty twenty. Mm. I'm like, well, that doesn't answer the question. Right, yeah. So I, I respect the play because you have to fire at the pot in order to take it down. You have to get the ball to the hole in order for the ball to go in the hole. But in my opinion, that was a tell. All right, uh, next one. The Avs win the Stanley Cup. Fun with arbitrary percentages. Well, so I'm kind of going to do this pragmatically here. I think they have a 65% chance to beat the Oilers. Maybe even 70% chance to beat the Oilers. Well, don't argue with yourself. I mean, I, I didn't say anything. Let's go 65%. Let's be safe. Okay. And then 50-50 against the Lightning or Rangers. So I'll go the difference between that, 58% chance the Avs win at all. That's how you arrived at that probability. Mm-hmm. I watched it. It's like watching Russell Crowe in A Beautiful Mind. Yep. Maybe even Will Hunting. Um, I am going to go with 80% that wow. they win the Stanley Cup. Wow. Because I believe they're going to beat the Oilers, and that so therefore, uh, I I just think that they're you know if, if you know that they're going to be in there, uh-huh. well now if you're operating off that premise, right, then you have you know whoever stands in their way. It, to me, uh, I just think they're in another world than Edmonton. Maybe Edmonton will prove me wrong. Maybe Edmonton will prove me wrong. Uh, next up, Pat Maroon and the Lightning win the Stanley Cup. Uh, I would say I will have to give that. Fifteen percent. I'll go twenty-five percent. Twenty-four. All right. I want to see it. That's what yeah. I want to see. Right. Tatum win the NBA Finals. Patty Maroon win his fourth straight chalice. Be that's a glorious I, summer for St. Louis. That's what I want to see. Uh, the Cardinals are buyers at the trade deadline. Yeah, this is because they because they could have a season in which that they should be buyers. It doesn't make necessarily make them be buyers. You know, so you kind of have to try to think about that i'll say 35 percent. the mistake i made this past off season was the 
belief that they would be aggressive with it being Wainwright's supposed last season, even though he is <laughs> very clear that he has not said that yet, yeah. and Molina's last season. Um, I, 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 it's, it's, it's almost like the boy who cried wolf. Mm-hmm. I want to say every year, well, they're going to. Maybe it would be different this year because unlike previous years, you knew going into the season, and certainly you know as we stand here on June 1st, that there are two teams competing for the division. And you also can limit the number of teams compete. In other words, competing for a postseason spot in the National League, Mm -hmm. which is just ridiculous, but that is the state of baseball at the moment. So with that said, if you know you're going into the postseason – it can cut both ways. Yeah. Okay, we know we're going to the postseason, so let's not mess with any prospects. Or if we know we're going to the postseason, then let's make sure, especially with it being possibly Wainwright's last year, almost certainly Poole's last year, and almost certainly Molina's last year, let's give them the best shot possible. Right. Another element of disclaimer on it is what is the status of the rotation? I mean, right now you have question mark after question mark after question mark minus a couple of arms. Yeah. Suppose you can include Hudson's supposed to start today, uh, depending on the weather situation. But you have question marks. Flaherty with an encouraging side session yesterday per his comments. He threw to a couple of Cardinal hitters and is anticipating rehab assignments. I saw Marmol saying he might not pitch until the end of July. That's why this thing with like talking yeah. about... It's just it's just free money. If I could get that in Las Vegas with Cardinal injury return projections, uh, I'd, I'd have a chateau in Huntley. Um, so with that said, I will say the Cardinals will be buyers sixty six point six percent. I like the optimism. I really do. I really like. But the I feel optimism. like it makes me a mark. That's what now, I'm concerned were they, about. But were they buyers last year? They technically bought, but right. I wouldn't say, say that saying. they're buyers. And then it became this. It was so funny to watch what happened with and it wasn't necessarily fans it was media you know uh-huh. people who kind of rely on interviews for you know their stuff uh which obviously <laughs> I, I don't <laughs> i'm not one of, and uh like i mean look they went out and they got happen lester and I'm like, oh my god right you know i mean both those dudes are retired now you know <laughs> right so um yeah, yeah and, and it, it, it it worked out but i think that was more about Oh my God! Our minor league staff's arms are going to fall off, so we've got to do yeah. something. Oh, John Lester will pitch, and Jay Happ will eat innings since they're getting ready to shut it down. Lester wants to go in the woods with John Lackey for the next decade, and uh, you know Happ's about done, so they'll eat up innings, and we can we can get ourselves out of here and focus on next year and marketing pool holes and Wainwright and Molina. So uh, that's that's. Why I sit there and go, God, am I am I falling for it again? Yeah, there's but, definitely a distinction between buying and being buyers. Right, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. All right, uh, and finally, the one that Jackson really wanted to lead with, Jason Tatum gets his first NBA ring. I'm curious if we're going to be on the same page on this one. I'll know more. Don't do business with your heart. No, Never I do business with your heart. Never do business while you're on tilt. Never do business while you're super happy. I want you even keeled right now. I want you to give me the math. My number will either jump or drop 10% based on the first possession in which Boston executes a pick and roll. But as of right now, I'm going to say 54%. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Are they favorites in the series? No, but they're not big big underdogs either. Spread is two and a half for the first game. I am going to go with 40%. Okay. All right. So I'll go Warriors 60%. 
Okay. Celtics 40%. I want to see the Celtics win. Yeah. I, just, I think the Celtics are built for it. I think they got everything that they need right now. Uh, Tim, this is a true statement. The Blues are trying to win the Cup, and the Cardinals are just trying to play in October. That's from Lisa. That's from 618. Lisa, thank you. Uh, yeah, and I think that's one of the things that has played a role in fans souring on the Cardinals. Not all fans. It's still a staple of the St. Louis region. Don't get me wrong. Hell, the Midwest. But... It's just not something that, and it's interesting because when you do look back over the last five off seasons, now maybe you'd like to have this one back. As a matter of fact, I would imagine 90 plus percent of people would like to have this one back. And by this one back, I mean Marcelo Zuna. Uh, but uh, it's been Ozuna. It's been Goldschmidt. It's been Arnato. You know, mm-hmm. and those have been big time acquisitions in the right. off season. I don't know if too many teams can say they've done more in the off season with regards to trades than the Cardinals have over the last five years. The issue has been the free agent signings, uh, really bad ones, the extension, Matt Carpenter, he and his mustache now with two home runs with the Yankees after another one last night, but a lack of activity at the trade deadline. That, I think, that I think is what drives people up the wall. But in fairness on this one, in fairness on this one, it's not like they've been a great team most of the last six seasons going into the trade deadline. So going back to 2016, it's not like they were they were kind of this in the middle team. And that's why this year their record, again, I expect them to win in the 85-game range, partly because of their division, that they're in a spot where if you know you're going into the postseason, I'm curious how they approach it. Does it mean we got to be aggressive or does it mean, oh, we know we're going to the postseason, so let's not mess with it and see what we can do? And I, and I, and I honestly don't, I don't know the answer, but I really think that, that that's a question that they will be asking themselves. And I've, I've operated on the premise that Bill DeWitt Jr., the chairman, values legacy so much, that's why I thought he would be aggressive this offseason to finish the last year with these three with a bang. And then they went and got Stephen Matz. So, I don't know, maybe they were saving it for the trade deadline, but I've said that so many times that I feel like a fool saying it again. Right. See what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, Tim, don't forget they signed that stud Dexter, too. That's from the 314. You know what? At the time, though... I, and I didn't like it at the time. I remember that that was December of 2016. Oh, yeah. It it was it was well received by Cardinal fans. Not everybody, but certainly the vast majority. And the other thing about that, and we can't do revisionist history on it, is that Dexter Fowler was one of the biggest free agents of the 2016-2017 offseason, which speaks to the free agent class. And the Cardinals' goal was to get Adam Eaton, and then the price was so ridiculous for him that they realized, oh, my goodness, we better go into the free agent pool, and then they overpaid Fowler because he didn't want to come to St. Louis. He rather wanted to go, I think, to San Francisco or Toronto. And so the Cardinals have to give him an extra year. There's a little Cardinal history. Maybe you've heard it before, maybe you haven't, but there you go. There's something. Uh, 65780 is how you can be involved on the radio program. The program is called Balloon Party. My name is Tim McKernan. Action Jackson sitting across from me. You are listening to 101 ESPN. We're right back to the balloon party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Welcome back to 101 ESPN. Tim McKernan with you to the top of the hour. We have some blues news here within the last moment. How about that, Jackson? Wow. You're busy talking about video game covers over there with your Sports Center update, and I'm breaking news. I'm like Walter Cronkite, yo. Yeah. Callie Rosen has signed a two year, two way contract extension with the St. Louis Blues. Good stuff. 
I, I, sorry, I was I was I was looking at my computer here. I didn't. Uh... Well, what's on your computer? A Larry Bird shoe from '86. <laughs> yeah, they're putting it on the cover of a video game. <laughs> sorry to distract you with no, our sorry, show. I'm sorry. That's my God bad. Almighty! I might throw something across the studio right now. I got Warbo if you need one. Yeah, I got one too. Okay. I'm going to use it from I'm parched. Uh, so Jordan Bennington, we talked about Doug Armstrong's comment yesterday regarding Tarasenko. I've got I've got Tarasenko coming back at ten percent. I, I, I always like to ask the people. Yeah, sure. It's like a constant Gallup poll in this Air Comfort Service text line six five seven eight zero. Your percentage that Vladimir Tarasenko is back next year. And again, like I said to Jackson, take the emotion out of it. Whether you're for it, you're against it. What do you think? And when I heard Doug Armstrong yesterday say, I don't see any, I'm not concerned about him in 2023, that to me was a tell because it wasn't answering the question. Now, Jordan Bennington got Avs fans banty yesterday before they went and played an arena hockey game uh, against the Oilers in game one of the Western Conference Finals uh, because he talked about the injury and he talked about the water bottle toss. So Bennington's still trending right now on the Twitter tweets. Oh, I know, yeah. It's a whole thing. It's crazy. Uh, here is him talking about the uh, injury for the first time since it happened low so many days ago in Game 3 in St. Louis. It's a, it's a physical sport, and, you know, I think it's it's playoff time, and, and he's going to go to the net hard. And uh, But, you know, I think he, he knows how to how to play hard, how to go to the net, and, and that's what it's it happens in this sport. So... Um, you know, for me, it, it is what it is, and I just have to kind of deal with it and, and uh, uh, just, uh, yeah. Okay. So he wasn't absolving, but he wasn't conveying anger. Right. Then he was asked about the water bottle. So I went, I went to get my knee checked out mid-game, and uh, I was coming back to the rink. The game just ended, walking down the hallway, um, couldn't find a recycling bin on my way down the hallway and and right before I went, walked into the locker room I see him kind of doing an interview there smiling laughing and I'm there in a knee brace limping down the hallway and just felt like it was a god-given opportunity uh, I don't know I could just stay silent and and go in the room or I could say something and you know just have him look me in the eye and understand what's going on something to think about and I just, yeah, threw the uh, threw the water bottle, an empty water bottle. <laughs> it landed like two feet from, him, so it is what it is there. And I mean, but it is what it is. It's hockey and it's a competitive game, so that's it. There it is, Jordan Bennington. Uh, that had Avs fans going absolutely ballistic. Yeah. Now let me let me let me do this. This is what I like to do. Let's turn the tables. Let's say it's Kemper. Sure. And I don't know who it would have been. Peron, Shen, Shen right. who ran into him. Even th- that's still not apples to apples no. with Kadri's no, 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 no. postseason suspension uh, history, the recent history with the Blues and all of that, but just for the sake of it. And Kemper threw water bottle at Shen, Peron, whomever, as he's doing an interview with the boys on TNT following a Blues Game 3 victory to put him up 2-1. What would we be saying about Darcy Kemper? He's a childish kind of. All right. Okay. It's not very professional to do so, and you get it. There's emotions involved, but at the end of the day, you know, let's try to grow up a little bit and not, 
you know, I think it teaches a great life lesson. If you can't find a recycling bin, just hurl it at someone near you. So are you chiding Jordan Bennington? No, not necessarily. Not necessarily because, you know, like I said, emotions are involved. And I bet if you ask if he has that situation 10 times in a row after calming down a little bit, I'm sure he doesn't do it nine of those 10 times. But, yeah, I think that that's something that isn't a great look for both the organization and Bennington. I would agree. that I, I hate the phrase great look, by the way, because mm-hmm. I feel like it's a concoction of Twitter, social media mobs. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I'm not saying I, <laughs> right, I dislike gotcha. you because right. you use it. It's just it's one of my uh, my personal things that anytime I feel like something is a BS narrative, I find myself calling attention to it to point it out. Could be wrong on that. I think one of the reasons why Bennington is and has been so good uh, at times during the postseason is because he's you know, and this is said complimentary because I think I'm bat crap as well. I think he's bat crap. Yeah. And I personally love it. And I think I think guys on the team love it. I think they also know just kind of like, yeah, you know, it's, that's better. You know, I, not not like, you know, it, but oftentimes I recall I mean, Kelly Chase on podcast. Oh, he's a, you know, he's a goalie. I mean, you know, and I go, what the hell does that mean? But if you play hockey, oftentimes the goalie is in his own little world. Right. The goalies, if they're together, are in their own little world, but they might be competing, so they might be in their individual little world. So it's a different personality than what usually is this incredibly likable hockey player personality. It's not across the board, but it's certainly something that can be the case with with goalies. So with that said, you know, Bennington was, you know, <laughs> he went after Kadri with his stick earlier in, in the regular season this year. Right. Uh, so yeah, by definition, would it, would it be something that, uh, one would be on board with? I suppose no, but it is hockey. It is the playoffs. Kadri's reputation, you know, write a column about me and accuse me of being a bigot if you would like, but his reputation of being a dirty hockey player, uh, notwithstanding anything that has to do with his uh, ethnic background or religious background whatsoever, because who in the world is on board with that crap that he received, uh, has, has a reputation as a dirty player. And on that play, that one ended Jordan Bennington's Western Conference semifinal. And as you heard Ryan O'Reilly yesterday, it, it played an impact. It'd be, it'd be disingenuous to say it didn't. Doesn't mean it lost it. Colorado's a superior team, and I think most people, if they were on a lie detector, would say the same thing. But he was playing the kind of series that allowed the Blues to have a chance to take one from this heavy favorite. And so I understand him being pissed. And I don't know. I got to tell you, I kind of like it. Mm. I like it. I like it. I, it. Throwing a water bottle. You know, if he was throwing something that could hurt him. Right. If he threw a puck at that's him. A, I couldn't because it's not, it's a, you don't you don't judge it by the outcome. That's, that's right. results-oriented. Results it, it, you know, if he was throwing like a battery at him, well, he could hurt him. That isn't cool. No. But he's pissed, man. He's yeah. a competitor. And here's this guy who you know internally in the Blues room a year earlier, they were furious about what he did to Justin Falk, so much so that they went after him right away when they played in regular season games. Shen and then Falk and then Bennington. And like here he goes again, you know, and so, you know, at this guy we're gonna go after him, um, you know, throw a water bottle, him. it's harmless, and he's over there and he sees him doing an interview and he's smiling, you know, I I I get it, I can't say that I don't, in a in a calm atmosphere, if they were like at a you know NHL award ceremony, it'd be a little bizarre, but it's right after the game he's doing an interview, and again I don't, I'm not saying that I support it, I'm just saying I get it, 
you're a competitor. If he's throwing something, if he's coming up and he's like attacking him, like it's mean Gene Okerlund doing an interview behind you know the arena, and all yeah. of a sudden he comes at him with a forearm shiver, that's a different situation. But I get it. And you know what? I, I got to tell you something. I think a lot of fans get it because a lot of fans felt the exact same way if they were watching the postgame on TNT and all of those guys are saying, you know, it's a hockey play. It's a hockey play. And you're going, okay, maybe it is a hockey play, but look at this guy's body of work. You know, and then the next 48 hours, we had Craig Berube's character be called into question because he talked about his reputation. But his reputation was a factor when the NHL suspended him a couple of years ago uh, for his hit in the Boston series. As they said, the NHL's own word, considering Kadri's reputation. So I, I get it. And, yeah, I, I understand how it looks in a vacuum, childish but he's a competitor, and Kadri had done this to these guys, and they were pissed off about it because he knew he was done for the year. So if you don't like it, you don't like it, but I want my guys to be competitive, and I want my guys to be fired up. So that's where I am on the whole thing. Jackson, I'll fight you right now. Yeah, it seems like I've watched my head. I'm going to get a water ball <laughs> tossed at me. That's what I'm saying. God forbid I laugh and smile over here. Uh, I think the water bottle incident is just overblown, way out of proportion by Colorado fans, national media. It's not a great look, Tim, with a winking emoji, but also who really cares? That's from the 314. Yeah, but like you can say that with anything. Like, it's this, but who cares? Like, okay, it's kind of... Let's, let's get into it. We're, we're, we care right now. Uh, he threw his padded body at Benner. Benner threw a bottle, which is worse, LOL, from oh, the 618. One's on the ice, one's off. Uh, now Kemper is hurt. Glad to see karma never dies. That's from the 636. Uh, again, it's just funny that Kadri had the opportunity to make a hockey play of running into Benner. That's from the... Five seven three. So yeah, it's. I would have loved to have seen that series with Jordan Bennington. Yeah, of course. I think it was in the moment. In the moment, right when that happened, because they were outplaying them, they're up one nothing. I'm just like, God. But at the same time, they ran so damn good in 2019 that I and I think a lot of people. I saw people texting this in yesterday. It's like, well, at least they got 2019, so I can live with. But right. it is a shame. Yeah. And Colorado, like I said at the beginning of the show, I'm expecting them to breeze through Edmonton. Maybe Edmonton wins this in five, and people can text in about how I don't know my ass from a hole in the ground, which will not be the first time that I read it. But, uh, the, you know, I just think Colorado's on their way to the Stanley Cup final and most likely the Stanley Cup. And, you know, I think the Blues would have given them a hell of a, a run. I mean, they did even without Bennington. Yeah. So that's the thing that really is is frustrating. So throwing a water bottle, yeah, is it by definition childish and hashtag not a great look? Yeah, it's not a great look. But I get it. You're competitive and you just found out your season's over or at the very least your series is over and you've been playing some of the best hockey you've played. And here's this guy smiling, doing an interview after he took out one of your teammates a year earlier. Fine. Piss off. Mm-hmm. Here's a water bottle. Uh, you know, I get it. And I, and, and I like to think that I would say the same thing if it was Kemper on the other end, you know? Sure. Uh, all right, we'll take a commercial break. Come back with a final segment. This is Balloon Party on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Welcome back. Final segment, Balloon Party. Our one hour. We come, we go. Ah, yes. We, oui. uh, Jackson, I am a proud St. Gabriel graduate. A lot of people talk about where they went to grade school. Rockio's and Matt Rockio, board operator, producer on uh, Carriker and Smallman, is cheering 
Uh, and Matt Rocchio, you're on the board with me on uh, Friday. Jackson's vacationing. He's going to the NBA Finals and standing outside with Warriors fans. Yep, me and San Fran. A uh, man on the street interviews mostly. MLS. <laughs> uh, so Rocchio will be in with me uh, for uh, for Friday. But uh, Joey Zanaboni, St. Gabriel graduate. Rocchio's guy. And, and, and St. Louis U High graduate. And we all More know, importantly. I mean, we all know how important it is where you decide to go to high school at 13. That's it's integral in your in your Yeah, because if you go to the right high school, you'll actually pronounce the word integral properly. So, <laughs> Matt, you work with Joey. Okay? This this Joey Zanaboni. Yeah, he's got tentacles he's everywhere. everywhere. They were talking about him in MLB Network, but he called last night for the uh the Fred Nats which is the Nationals A-ball affiliate, am I correct? I think so, yeah. Fredericksburg, maybe double-A? Uh, he was on the call, and he's getting all of this attention. He was on the Big 12 baseball tournament this weekend. Here is his call. Steven Strasburg with a rehab assignment last night. Action Jackson, uh, you have the audio? Yeah. All right, take a listen. Deuces. Stras! Ghosting them like an OK Cupid Halloween party. John Stamos, full house, get him out of there, baby! Steven Strasburg asked for his credit card info and a spam email message. Let's go fishing with a PH. Sneak a live cat through a TSA pre-check point. <laughs> Tease again, let's get Fred Nasty. Similar, Brendan Collins, very good off speed. It's nothing like his though. Freeze it like pay raises at a poorly run cryogenics laboratory. <laughs> Joey Zanaboni. Pride of St. Gabriel's. Yeah. Pride of the University High School. And he's getting all kinds of opportunities, and they were playing it. Now, my understanding is Billy Ripken on MLB Network, and I see he's up there with former Cardinal for a few months, Mark DeRosa. Yeah. Uh, and Billy Ripken was uh, very critical. Oh, wow. Of the broadcast. No. Yeah. Billy Ripken, known for his baseball card. Yes, indeed. Yeah, you got to liven it up a little bit. I mean, you're, you're, the Fred Nats are single A. And, uh, you know, it's it's it, it's a league that kind of, it's almost like a test league in a sense. Where, like They try out new rules. They try out different things in there. They do a bunch of, like, the in-game promotions is where they test it out in the minor leagues. So why not have the broadcaster... Have a little fun with uh, with the broadcast. I think that's a great way to increase fans and get younger fans too. So you are on board with the calls? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm just on board with like creativity, and I think that that's super creative, and I think it's a great way for him to kind of get his name out there, kind of the guy like that. But he's, I, from what Matt Rocky says, and from what I've heard, he's super talented. So be creative, get noticed, do your thing. Well, St. Gabriel's has kind of become the University of Missouri, Syracuse, Northwestern of grade schools in, in, in broadcasting. Is that right? Well, some people uh, would would point to uh, Dan McLaughlin, yeah. um, who has been calling Cardinals games for a quarter of a century. Uh-huh. But I mean, I'm on HD2. Right, right. That's more important. And I do a slap and tickle show for three hours. But once again, morning drive, HD2. And now, Joey Zanaboni. Yeah, add him to the list. But Billy Ripken sideways with him. 
as was Ken Iggy Schroed this morning on TMA. (laughs) Now, here's where I am on it. I I find it entertaining. If I were in the car listening to a Cardinal game that I cared about Mm -hmm. and that were going on, I don't know if I would enjoy it as much. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Sure. If he's calling, if he get, and hopefully for his sake, he does get to the big leagues. Yeah. And like the Pirates are going, well, you know, nobody's really paying attention to us anyway. This would be the move. Right. Uh, that would, I'd be all on board. Right. But if I'm like locked into a game and I want to hear what's going on, that isn't what I personally would want, but I will be entertained by it if it is a team or in a game that I don't really care about the outcome. Do you follow me yeah, on that? Yeah, I think when placed correctly, I think it could be really great, kind of like keep you on your toes. If it happened after every strikeout, I could hear where that might, especially in a game you're very invested in, where that might get tired. But, you know, after a big strikeout the side kind of inning and you give us one of those... All day. Give it to me. I if you're it. listening to a minor league game broadcast and not related to a player, you need to reexamine your life. Thanks. It's from the 618. And the 618 has added a contingency or degenerate gambler. Boy, if you're betting on oh, yeah, there's like minor I, league baseball. I've been trying to come up with a Mount Rushmore of the most degenerate things to gamble on in sports. The Pro Bowl being my George Washington. Minor league baseball would certainly be up there. Bowl season can be a dark time for the degenerate. <laughs> certainly. Bowl season can you get... like do like a like a day after day podcast with the degenerate betting on bowls. Yeah, bowl game. Yeah, see how they are God. starting like uh, mid December to early January and see where their bankroll went. Uh let's see. Uh what he did was genius. Literally the only reason we heard it was because of Strauss. That's from the three one four. Strauss. Strasburg. Steven oh, Strasburg. I see what you're saying. No, he's been getting attention before that Strasburg started. Oh, yeah, the MLB MLB yeah. tweeted and I think post on Instagram. Of, I get I get what the texture's saying, that we wouldn't have heard it if it went and he did it for Strasburg. No, but he's been doing this for a while. We've been playing his audio on TMA for a while. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, Billy Ripken was uh, not a fan this morning on uh, MLB Network. All right, BK and Ferrario are coming up next. You can hear them from 11 to 2, and then it's the Fast Lane from 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. Anthony Stalter, Brad Thompson, and Jamie Rivers with you here on 101 ESPN for Action Jackson. I'm Tim McKernan. You've been listening to Balloon Party, also known as Hot Love and Lil Harvard. Yep. On 101 ESPN. Dive deep in. You've been listening to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors, We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.